When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey folks, it's the Ninja Turtle Power. I'm Spencer Toon. <laughs> I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. All right. So we're coming at you, bringing you our review and our discussion on the first three episodes of the second season of the 1987 Ninja Turtle series. They are Return of the Shredder, The Incredible Shrinking Turtles. And they came from beneath the sewers. Yeah, they are. They are episodes. They see we're <laughs> we're we're starting we're starting season two off with a bang. Yeah, you know, with the with this uh, trilogy. It's not even really a trilogy. It, it is a trilogy, I think. I, like the second two episodes are kind of related, but the first one, like the Return of the Shredder, is not as as closely related. Well, I mean, it is because it. it that one discusses that one is Baxter's reintroduction. Fair enough. And yeah. like that sets up Shredder's whole thing. But hey, you know what? Let's tell a story. Let's, now, re- let's tell a story. Real quick, before we get too far into the story, I have I have a quick follow up from some earlier episodes. All right. So Spencer, I, I went back. I listened to your your review of the first three episodes of the of the very first season. This is before Mike and I were on the podcast. Yeah. And you and your co-host were asking, you know those uh, those unicycle robots that capture the warthog mm-hmm. and the, the uh-huh. rhino, the roadkill you know the Rodneys. Name? They're called roadkill Rodneys. Ah, I don't. That's from the video game. I don't know why they're called that. So yeah. So in so technically in the show they are not called roadkill Rodneys. The roadkill mm-hmm. Rodneys are only the video game version. All right. Do we have a? cartoon show version name the cartoon show version is called robotic unicycle yeah but that's that's a crap name it is absolutely a crap name (laughs) i 100 agree with you um but yeah so in the show they are technically robot unicycles the video game is roadkill rodney's but everybody knows them as the rodney's now yeah i don't think they ever actually like call them robotic unicycles within the show they don't call them roadkill rodney's in the game i think they ever call them anything yeah, they they uh, they only show up like the one time, maybe one more, mm-hmm. but like yeah, they very rarely show up. They're more they're more prominent in, in the games than they are at the cartoon. Yeah. Now we also talked about uh, the foot cruiser toy that was modeled off the neutrino car, but yes. they made as a toy for the foot soldiers. Mm-hmm. So I was I was playing the arcade game, and there's a level where the foot soldiers roll by and they are they're in the neutrino in, car in yep it's it's very clearly the the foot, the foot cruiser, cruiser model yeah and the arcade game and the toy both came out in 89 whereas the cartoon came out in 87 
So I got to think maybe they were trying to do a tie-in there maybe and not with the neutrinos. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, it's, it's so weird because like in the game, in the arcade game, it's not a flying car. Right. <laughs> but in, but yeah. yeah. There, there, there's a lot of like weird, let's cram everything into this toy line kind of this stuff. But no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, yeah. I forgot that it was in that level too until you just mentioned it. And it's like, I can picture it driving by. And then well, I always tried to kick one of the foot soldiers off of it. Cause there's like, there's the two in the, in the seats and then there's the one in the back. And I always try to kick the back one off, but you know, my stupid four-year-old brain didn't understand that that was, a, it's, it's a one Sprite. It's not yeah, you can't actually sitting there. Off. You can't kick those foot soldiers off. So. All right. Well, since we're also bringing up stuff from previous episodes, <laughs> uh, one thing I want to bring up is the fact that when I said the like issue, like whatever was like the first one where they say like call them sons or say like brother, mm-hmm. that's actually not true. Issue one, they already were starting to call each other those family names. And I, I messed that up. I, for, you know, I guess I should notice it my, whenever I've read through issue one. So basically so. this whole section has been us proving that we are not actual turtle fans. Nope. Fakes. <laughs> we're all, all fakes. fake total fan tur- turtle fans. <laughs> See, I can't even say it right. Fake yeah. total fans. Fake, fake total fans. We're, we're the crooked Ninja turtle gang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, terrible people. All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry for the, the aside. Spencer, go ahead and weave a sea yarn. Tell us a story. We will tell a story. Perhaps I can best explain. The story of my young friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. These episodes, or at least my episode, was uh, the story was by David Wise and Patty Howarth, written by Christy Marks. Uh, also, we end up in these episodes at the first ever appearance of the great, wonderful, fabulous, spectacular Irma. Love her. Yeah. So our story opens with a couple of our turtles shopping in a store. And while they're at the store, it gets held up by some gang guys. And they go and they fight them and they stop it. April shows up and covers the story. Meanwhile, the Shredder wants another crack at taking down the turtles. Uh, and he's begging Krang to send him back to Earth. And so Krang sends him back, but he sends him back with nothing. Just Shredder himself. So we then cut back to the sewers where the turtles have a conversation about things everyone already knows. And then April faces her boss, who believes that the Ninja Turtles are bad. It's kind of like a J. Jonah Jameson type aspect with this uh, leader of this news company that uh, hates the turtles and believes him to be a menace to society. Uh, Back to the shredder. He, while this is all going down, takes over a dojo and he gets the guys in this dojo to rob places dressed up as the Ninja Turtles. They call themselves the Cricket Ninja Turtle Gang. And they go around from place to place and rob everyone and make sure that everyone knows their names uh, including like leaving their card uh, with their phone number on it. Just, you know, very genius move on their part. Uh, and while they're doing that, Shredder also busts out Stockman because uh, he's going to need his help when it comes to, to tech. Uh, 
the news uh, now is going to show all of the false Ninja Turtle crimes being committed by the fake turtles. Uh, so that everyone hates the real ones. And April goes to warn them randomly. You know, we just cut to Splinter now. He catches him in his ultimate rat catching machine that he has now created oh, well, during this time. The turtles go back. They find out that something has happened. They track it. Uh, and they end up tracking it into a trap, into an abandoned alley where they end up fighting the turtle gang, the Cricket Ninja Turtle gang. They beat them. And then April finally reaches the sewers, also sees that something has happened. So she goes chasing after the turtles. The turtles then find Shredder uh, because he left a note for them at the, at the junkyard where they fought the Cricket Ninja Turtle gang. So they go to the dojo where Shredder found his new gang and he has this whole giant ram thing with a fist on the end of it set up so that when he cuts this rope, it'll smash Splinter who is shackled to the wall. And then in comes crashing in Stockman with his rat catcher chasing the turtles. The turtles work out this fight so that the rat catcher ends up being smacked by the battering ram right after they save Splinter. And so their stuff is destroyed. The, the bad guy stuff is all destroyed. The Ninja Turtles then uh, have won and it's revealed on the news that these guys aren't the real Ninja Turtles, that they're not evil. And everyone is, is happy. And that's where that episode ends. So if you weren't super confused by that summary, because you should be, because I just realized how nuts that was while trying to summarize it. Uh, congratulations, you you followed along <laughs> that whole thing. There's a lot going on in that episode. Yeah, like I just realized it as I was like saying this out loud as I'm like going down these bullet points and I'm like, holy cow, this is all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's a wild episode. Uh, it's so, and but so much of like what I personally remember about Ninja Turtles is from this episode. Mm -hmm. Just like little voice lines, everything. So I got, yeah, Ooh, so much in this episode. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got our next episode, which is the Incredible Shrinking Turtles. So the turtles are practicing their jungle fighting techniques in Central Park when an alien <laughs> ship crashes near them. Uh, with his dying breath, the alien pilot, uh, the alien piloting the ship, tells the Ninja Turtles to track down the three fragments of his of his ship to make the Eye of Sarnoff. When combined, these fragments will give the user unlimited power. The alien gives the turtles a crystal to track down the fragments, but unbeknownst to the turtles, the Shredder has been watching the whole time. From the safety of a bush. Now, Shredder and Baxter contact Krang to let him know what's going on and to ask for some foot soldiers to help him out. Uh, Krang hangs up on them. The turtles are able to track a fragment of the Eye of Sarnoff to a garbage barge. Uh, Shredder steals the fragment and wallops the, the Ninja Turtles. Just absolutely beats them, beats them all up. There's a weird part in this where Raph grunts in April's voice, which mm -hmm. really threw me off and was enough for me to stop and type that out. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The Shredder uses his stolen fragment to shrink the turtles, but the turtles are turtles are able to get away on a passing garbage truck and head home. They explain their situation to Splinter, 
secret, and Splinter calls April for, for help. Shredder calls Krang to brag, but Krang wants proof of the turtle's demise, not just that they're shrunk, but that they're actually dead. The Shredder instead starts shrinking and stealing skyscrapers for, for some reason in a bid to impress Krang so he'll send over those foot soldiers. Uh, Krang obviously does not care about the shrunken buildings. There's a fun kind of bit where a sewer trickle comes through the turtle's lair and washes away the turtles. Uh, they have to use a soap bar as a raft. They're attacked by a sewer snake. They cut off part of the bar of soap and feed it to the snake who acts kind of intoxicated and, and runs off in defeat. The turtles are able to, to wash out into a river afterwards. A Baxter, he, he hasn't been doing a whole lot through this episode, but here he's apparently made a heat-seeking turtle scope, which works miraculously since turtles are cold-blooded. Um, he's able to use the, to, to find the turtles and, and capture them in a glass jar from the river. April and Splinter are driving around for Shredder, trying to find this, this fragment of the, of the Eye of Sarnoth so they can reverse the shrinking on the turtles. When Splinter gets this, uh, you know, this, this rat sense that his, his turtles students are nearby. Um, Shredder is showing off the captured turtles to Krang. He's about to kill them. But April crashes the turtle van through the wall and Splinter comes springing out of the van. He's ready to kick ass and take some names. So while Splinter and Shredder fight, April is able to use the Sarnoth fragment to reverse the shrinking. Uh, Shredder and Baxter are able to escape with the fragment at the end. The Ninja Turtles start to give chase, but Splinter stops them uh, because we're about 20 minutes into the episode at this point. So if they kept going, it had to be a two-parter. Uh, they, they just kind of cut it off right here. Back of the layer, uh, Splinter gets the Turtles some really teeny tiny pizzas to celebrate and to remind them that they still have a long way to grow. <laughs> oh, man. And it actually was a two-parter because the next episode, It Came From Beneath the Sewers, uh, picks up where we left off. We're still searching for those fragments of the Eye of Sarnoff. Uh, so the turtles and April are driving around the city using the crystal. Uh, <laughs> and just, there's some lines I loved in there uh, about how the, you know, the crystal says to turn left. Oh, yeah. And he's like, alien technology is never wrong, Raphael. Like, just gold. Uh, so as the turtles are driving around, <laughs> so as the turtles are driving around, they find that they have to go to a carnival for the for the next fragment where it crashed, and Shredder just happens to be there. <laughs> so the crystal is found by these two kids, and it just—I don't want to say hilarity ensues because this whole bit is just—it goes on where the turtles are able to walk around in broad daylight at the carnival because no one's going to suspect that these turtles are not turtles. Uh, it turns into a whole pit where the kids, April tries to buy the crystal from the kids, uh, but they don't take plastic. They only take cash. So the turtle, and then meanwhile, while she's trying to get the crystal from them, the turtles get dragged off into the main show at the carnival. So they're performing as clowns. <laughs> So later on, the turtles, uh, Shredder winds up just walking over and stealing the crystal from the kids. Uh, so later on, back in the sewer, the turtles have to go tell uh, Splinter that how they lost it. And the batteries in the uh, crystal converger 
and it's called uh, Start to Die. So now they have no way to try and track it. At that same moment, a giant tentacled plant breaks through the wall of the turtle's lair and they have to attack it. April, back at her apartment, uh, gets a note uh, from the outside of the door saying the turtles need to come and see her or that she needs to go see the turtles. She goes alone back to the lair or back to the warehouse where she freed the turtles in the last episode conveniently just forgetting that she went was already there and splinter or shredder attacks and captures her because oh no Mm. we gotta save april again so then the guys gotta go save april again so they get back and a giant tentacle plant is now on the streets trying to attack everything and the turtles then have to go drive through the streets they start shooting it it's a giant venus fly trap and they finally, finally start to beat it down, and it retreats back into the sewers. Splinter advises that they need to look at the start of the root of the problem, which they all think, oh yeah, literally, let's go find the roots. So then we get a wonderful scene of them finding it, and Michelangelo is the secret weapon dressed as a girl plant to entice this one. (laughs) And so they can distract it just long enough that Leonardo can stab it at the root and causing it to die. And that is this weird episode. Definitely bizarre. It is, like I said, this this was a weird trilogy to start the season off on. I mean, does it ever stop being this weird? You know, let's save that for anchovies. Then, if we're moving on, we'll get to our second time around. Hey, nice junk. So, a realization that I had done on me is that April is super tall. Like, she mm-hmm. towers over her boss. Like, I don't know. I just never noticed it until today. Yeah. But she yeah. is, like, super tall compared to everyone else. That's why it was so disappointing when NECA revealed the April figure for their toy line because she's so short and it's like no april's like like an amazon yeah she's massive like and honestly like when i was like i was four so i obviously had a crush on april o'neill um like that was one of the things i liked was that she was like super tall Hmm. well yeah and like the turtles are only supposed to be like five five one maybe yeah like like, four to five so she's like she's like six four and yeah i know like burn's supposed to be pretty short and stocky and Vern's kind of scrawny and maybe a little taller but she's even taller than him she's Mm -hmm. yeah she's huge like she's as tall as shredder yeah Yeah. she's she's a giant (laughs) yeah I guess it's just how you know who like the main main characters are besides the turtles. It's just mm-hmm. that you know they're bigger than everyone else, right? And I just found it. I just like realized that while I was watching it today. I was like, "Wow, she's huge." <laughs> so there's there's the weird part in the episode I summarized, the Incredible Shrinking Turtles, where mm-hmm. Splinter or I'm sorry, Shredder starts shrinking down skyscrapers, and it's like it's for no reason in this yeah. episode. But that is the plot to the Hyperstone heist, the Sega Genesis Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles clone of uh, Turtles, Turtles in Time, Time. That I had growing up. I was like, man, what a what a weird like sub. I mean, that's like the D plot of that episode that they made into an entire video game. But it's like it's it's weird too 
because like I don't remember them unshrinking the buildings. Right. Yeah, they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> and luckily, like everyone was able to escape before it shrunk all the way down. Otherwise, yeah. it would just be full of like marrow and blood and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. And my episode, I just <laughs> it, it's really the start of just like the weird turtle animation kind of thing um we also get like a lot of thirsty irma i just i forgot how thirsty she was oh it's every line she yeah has. that's, that's like, one of the things i remember <laughs> like i the like i knew I she was boy crazy but like i didn't realize that it was like like she like sultrally talks to april like maybe it's a gentleman caller like when the note gets left on the door uh-huh. And then I was just like April like flat out like I don't know anybody else. <laughs> and she's like, just like sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I just I had forgotten how much like how much of Irma that was. Yeah, and another weird thing that I heard, I didn't write down the exact quote, but like Splinter was Shredder's sensei? Like he said something about that, and that was yeah, that was weird. That's because, weird, like, yeah. He he was like in Splinter's flash flashback a couple episodes ago. In his flashback a couple episodes ago, that wasn't the case. Like yeah. they were two students. Yeah. Then he says something about being his sensei, and I was like, "Yeah, what?" That caught me off guard too. Like I, I wrote that down. I was like, "That's." Mm. Yeah, we're pretty close to the origin for a retcon to be happening already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three episodes into the next season. Like, yeah. In, in, yeah. After the origin. Yeah. Well, two episodes because that's the incredible shrinking turtles is where that happened. Not even three. You also get, I don't know if you noticed this, but Bebop's hair started starts getting colored incorrectly. Like it's purple in the front, and then mm-hmm. right at the back of the head, the ponytail turns brown. Yep. Which is always something that has bugged me. Uh same here. That has always bugged me. And I hate, I hate that it is on the NECA toy. Oh, is it really? A, yeah. Could be because they're they're shooting for accuracy, which I mean, the the Bebop and Rocksteady figures are very accurate, but and that's one of the things. It's like, oh, he, that was one thing he probably could didn't have to be so accurate on. Right. <laughs> Is the purple mohawk with the Is with the, the brown ponytail? With the brown ponytail. Yeah, and, and it's it, like it's like a sharp like they forgot to color it, kind of forgot because it's it's the same brown as his skin. Oh shoot! Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I wasn't even paying close enough attention. It's super consistent, and there's not like there's not like a black line where the purple ends and the brown mm-hmm. begins. It just like it just stops being purple, and then it's yep. just brown. It's it's weirdly consistent that they they color it that way. Yep. Huh. And so, speaking of other coloring mistakes, uh, it, back in uh, the Return of the Shredder, when the turtles slide from the blimp into the Channel Six news office, that's one of the most famous mistakes where the turtles walk from one side of the room to the other and Raphael turns into Leonardo, his mask just turned blue while he <laughs> stands next to Leonardo, who still is blue. Uh, so if you Google like turtles animated mistakes, this is usually the first one that pops up. Yeah. There's like a whole, Leonardo does this whole monologue in uh, Return of the Shredder while he's mm. eating a pizza. He's red and, 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 he's, and he's wearing Raphael, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, there's a bunch of coloring mistakes and 
part of it is because these episodes were pumped out so quickly. Um, in fact, I, th- I think the animation team on at least Return of the Shredder, I think there's at least three different animation teams working on the entire episode. It's not done by just one studio. I believe that. Um, and you, you could you could really notice because the design of the turtles changes frequently throughout the show like if, if you if you know what you're looking for like they look different from shot to shot yeah well i mean because you'll sometimes end up with just like the really like round face that you mm-hmm. you know is kind of typically more common like on the t-shirts and everything they have of the 80s turtles now the images yep uh you'll see a lot of that face and then anyway I've kind of noticed that it's definitely doesn't really you don't see as much of the beaks and stuff that you see in like the theme song or those like original episodes yeah, yeah. anymore. And that's and that's specifically because like I mentioned back then, like that was done by Toei Animation, who was like mm-hmm. very good. And this is like the C team, not mm-hmm. at Toei. So yeah. Um we also get Shredder mentions that Dimension X is in a far off galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's not actually like a different plane of existence. It's just an area of space. And that's that's carried over into the Archie comics as well. They actually like fly to Dimension X. They don't need to teleport the way they do in this show. Yeah, huh. which cool. I personally have never liked like a dimension is a different dimension, not, you know, outside of Pluto kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's misleading, definitely. I Because I assumed that, because he tells it to the two kids, he tries to take the... Um, the crystal from and it from came from beneath the sewers i just assumed he was just playing to them because they he thought they were stupid kids mm-hmm. like i i thought that's what he was just saying but you're right like they fly to dimension x later yeah well here i've come up with a way that maybe it maybe it works out all right so maybe it got named another dimension the same way that you know we called America India for a long time. They created this teleportation <laughs> yeah. device. They teleported and they're like, we did it. We made it to another dimension. And then they eventually learned like, oh shoot, we're not in another dimension. This is just really far off in space. But they already called it Dimension X for so long. It wasn't going to change. <laughs> maybe maybe Dimension is what Krang's people call other side ah, of the galaxy maybe See, i thought it was maybe more like when you come to the united states of Ethiopia, it's actually just my house oh yeah see there right? you go yeah, it's just a misnomer Ethiopia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i come to mike's land so. <laughs> i like that um yeah just and there was just such a bunch of like little weird voice lines in it came from beneath the sewers at the carnival like when the because the turtles are just walking around in broad daylight like they 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 make it a point where they're like who's gonna believe giant turtles we're at a carnival but it's like they didn't even come up with that plan they just hopped out of the car and were walking up to the carnival and like they pulled up their giant turtle van with turtles written on it up to the entrance of the carnival well and then then they're mistaken for actors who are supposed to be clowns mm-hmm. in the show who are allegedly wearing turtle suits like yeah. the whole thing is ridiculous like the manager the manager is like you like why are you guys not wearing the clown costumes like you're not supposed to be giant turtles right now and it's like well is that a thing you already have at this show like enough <laughs> that you thought that they're dressed in the other costumes like i don't know like maybe I, maybe his clowns are scalies and like 
they just kind of have their their suits that they wear when they go around the uh the carnival maybe it's, now scaly is the lizard version of furry right yeah yeah okay, okay. Uh, i know that word <laughs> i'm not gonna ask how i'm just gonna go ahead and make my own assumptions <laughs> i don't know I, i'm I not i'm not into like i'm not into furry stuff but you know i'm not i'm not judging you if you are yeah i think we might have lost mike i think we did okay mike can you hear us Mike, if you can hear us, give us a sign. Bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, thanks. Sorry about that. Internet just hiccuped. No problem. No, I saw uh, you just like totally freeze, and I was like, I know. I, you were like, what about? And then you were just like, I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, it was great too, because like, Mike, you were clearly starting to talk. Like, you're like, <laughs> nice. Nice. Now, I was just saying that what if the clowns mm. are, you know, when they're not being clowns, what if they're scalies and they just, you know, have their suits that they dress up in and as they hang you know, out the carnival in? You know, props to you for knowing what a scaly is, <laughs> because that is a huge <laughs> part of this fandom. So. <laughs> yeah, they're they're like is. way ahead of the curve on that, too. You know, OK, so it's one of my favorite quotes that Sophie Campbell ever said. Sophie Campbell, writer on IDW's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, is that the... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has always been furry adjacent. I mean, whether or not people want to admit it or not, you could you could probably blame Ninja Turtles and well, maybe we shouldn't use the word blame. I don't know, but you know, Ninja Turtles and Sonic might have mm-hmm. started the whole furry thing. I mean, those are kind of like the two biggest into furry groups there are. Yeah, you know? I mean, like you like, have like Disney's Robin Hood. Yeah, then like various other 80s shows ninja turtles and sonic the hedgehog like yeah yeah that's a huge part of the fandom i mean it could have just kind of been disney in general really i, know I mean I disney is it. yeah they have, they have a lot of that robin i mean dude robin hood from 1960 whatever mm-hmm. yeah i freaking like, love that show that's good good movie. i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch that again later tonight yeah anyway and then <laughs> also looney tunes these yeah. are also anthropomorphic because I mean it started off with the concept of like funny animals. You know, it's just funny to have animals that walk anthropomorphic animals. You know, yeah, like they talk and the human qualities and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we've now addressed the furry adjacentness of our fandom. <laughs> hey, I mean we don't we don't shame anybody here. Like, hey, nope. If, if you're having fun. Talk consensual fun it. yeah mm-hmm. consensual fun talk to us about it we want to yeah. know <laughs> although let us know about pg fun all right yeah i don't want to know about any other kind of fun all right <laughs> so if we're all done with our second time around let's talk about the stuff that uh wasn't too fantastic no anchovies you put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble okay i call legend low I will not go first this time. <laughs> that animation. Whew. Oh, yeah. They're just, like I said, this is like C tier teams, and it just shows. Like I, like I said about Return of the Shredder, there are like four, three or four different animation teams just picking shots and doing them. Like there's one part where 
the turtle uh, when the turtles are walking up towards Shredder to free Splinter, um, where the animation just kind of rotates left to right. The turtles don't have pupils in their eyes; they're just they're not like their eyes are barely even drawn. And granted, like I'm watching this on my you know my 55 inch LCD screen, and this is a I'm watching the DVD, so it's not it's not scaled correctly. So I get that I'm not getting the best picture, what it was designed for, but ooh, like that just shows everything. Yeah, it's clear they were just like pumping this out, like it was much bigger mm-hmm. than they thought it was. It was much more successful than they thought it was going to be. Now it's just like a rush to put out more, get something in the pipeline, you know? Yeah, April's face was definitely very uh, dynamic. <laughs> as, yeah. uh, <laughs> as, you know, eyes and things were constantly like shifting to new places on her face every time it goes back to her. Oh, yeah. You know, like her face never looked the same, like for almost the entirety mm-hmm. of, of uh, the last episode, but yeah it's just it's a mess and then okay so moving off of the animation we get the wonderful wonderful character added to the teenage mutant Ninja turtles lore of tiffany oh god yeah burns burns girlfriend Mm -hmm. uh who hates turtles oh just even when i was four i hated her yeah she's really obnoxious and she hates turtles so much that she dumps burn when he orders mock turtle mock soup. turtle like, soup not even actual turtle soup i don't think she understood what mock turtle soup is fair fair because i don't even understand what mock turtle soup is <laughs> it's like imitation crab it, it tastes like the meat but it's not the meat i mean fair i hate imitation crab too i'm from <laughs> california and i hate california rolls she probably because... has she probably has turtles for like every meal <laughs> <laughs> yeah you would think if you hated turtles, like killing and eating them would be the best way to resolve that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but no, she doesn't want them a part of her. That's the, that's the problem. Ah, I see. Fair enough. Yeah, just just the absolute worst character. I think she shows up in one other episode in season three, if I remember correctly. Oh no. But yeah, just the absolute worst. Um, I never figured out or i never paid attention to the alliteration of Vern and burn before oh the rhyme yeah i just yeah never had to say it aloud on a podcast until i until i was until i had to say his name both of those names in a sentence i was like oh yeah vernon and burn yeah burn and vernon that's just that's just funny to me but also like the we only ever see like five people at work for channel six it's Irma, Vern, Byrne, and the two camera guys that are with April sometimes. Yeah. That I don't think they have names. It's a very small local news network. <laughs> with a huge building in downtown New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the Channel 6 news building is obscenely huge. It's because it's important. You know, it's just like April, who is also, you know, like obscenely huge compared to everyone yeah. else. You know, You're right. it's the just building's got to be tall for April. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, okay. So going back to, uh, there's always got to be a shrinking episode for 80s cartoons. There's oh, yeah. always a shrinking episode. And again, not any of my favorites. Oh, I am exactly the opposite. I am always down. You're for a shrinking episode? Oh, 
I don't care what season it is. I don't care. Like, you know, they can get microscopic. They can mm. get an inch high. They can get just a foot smaller. Like I am always down for a shrinking episode. Always. <laughs> you an Ant-Man fan? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, Adam. and like at the time, wasn't uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It was either popular or just around the cusp, you know? Uh, yeah, okay. Fair. Fair. Because I, okay. I love Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Right. Um, I, I love that movie. Uh, but just i don't know i've just never thought it was fun in a cart like in a cartoon yeah what's up with the 80s and 90s obsession with shrinking <laughs> no keith, keith is right it's it's honey i shrunk honey i shrunk the kids effect uh, like that's also like ironically it, huge <laughs> yeah it's a great way just to show your characters like immediately in a new situation that's yeah. still kind of familiar and they can like use different t- tricks and 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 things to figure to navigate their environment it's it's just a nice easy way to get that going mm-hmm. no i think it is it's it's because every every one of those kind of episodes had the same jokes i think that's why i hated them because like it, it is like the characters in a new situation very quickly but it's like it's the same joke from show to show that, that it's always that. the q-tip as the american gladiator stick the, kind of thing. Or, or the bar of soap as a raft yeah fair uh, fair now getting this like the snake to eat the piece of bar of soap that's new and that's that's pretty much a unique the turtles thing but yeah it's just those episodes have never been my favorites um and then just going back going back to came from beneath the sewers there's a weird line in when they're walking through the carnival where it's like and it just it sounds like the adr is done differently where it's like the turtles walk past and then there's this little girl she's like mommy look at the green men and then the mom's like you see those green men that's what happens if you don't eat your vegetables you'll turn green and she's like and the little girl's like quick pass the spinach yeah <laughs> it's it's the weirdest line read and i i cannot find who did it like but it's just so bad it's certainly yeah. supposed to be like a joke but it like it's just super distracting from everything because like it took way too much time. I think, well, yeah, like, it, it took way too much time and it's, it's, it's part of where the show is starting to become super campy. Mm-hmm. Cause like you can, you can return to the shredder is pretty campy. Like the, the cricket Ninja turtle gang yeah. is a very silly concept, but like, I think at this point, like just the dialogue was just not, they just didn't care. Yeah, I mean, this show is like, it is the, you know, I've said it like probably a hundred times already and I won't ever say it again, but it's like the Adam West Batman of Ninja Turtles. It's ironic because I love 60s Batman. Yeah, but like, it's just the campiness, you know, it's just the campy humor uh, and it's kind of what it's for. You know, it's not that it's bad, it's just that it's in that style. I think it's just like, I because I love camp, like I love 60s Batman. I think that's just it's just done better there mm-hmm. and i think part of it is because like the writing here is done so quickly and so i don't want to say cheaply but it's it's not it's not firing on all cylinders yeah yeah 
Anyway, so, since, I've, since I've done all three episodes, what do you guys do? Yeah. <laughs> so like another thing with some of the dialogue, did anyone think that the end scene in Return of the Shredder was really creepy where April's delivering and they're arguing about who she was winking at? Mm-hmm. And then like it gets down to like it's Splinter and then he's just like, age comes with privileges. And you're just like this. I don't know. It just feels really creepy to mm-hmm. me. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, 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 a weird, it's a weird line and it's like, it implies that she knew that they would be arguing and she's doing it live on the air. Yeah. It's, it just seems really creepy. <laughs> like I don't know how else to say it other than that. Yeah, well, and then, and then Splinter winks at us, which is also like slightly more creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, why, why choose now to break the fourth wall? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's weird. Cause like April's breaking the fourth wall, talking to the turtles through the TV and then Splinter breaks the fourth wall talking to us it's like an inception of fourth wall breaking it's, yeah maybe you know I, I, i'm turning around maybe this show's a lot smarter than, <laughs> than i'm giving it credit for no it is no not. it's not it's, <laughs> it's definitely not and then the other thing i had a problem with this is in the incredible shrinking turtles was is felt really heavy on the dex machina you know like splinter sensing his his people nearby it feels like whenever they need anyone to go anywhere Splinters just, you know, ninja senses are tingling and they mm. need to go there because, you know, we need to move the plot, you know? So like we've just given Splinter like this ninja sense that just moves everything where it needs to go. And then you then on top of that, you had April just picking up this crystal and she's just like, what do I even do with it? And then the turtles mm-hmm. just start growing. And it's just like, I mean, how did Shredder even shrink the turtles in the first place? Like, how do you even know he was going to shrink them? Like he just picks it up. How do you know you're not going to blow them up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, then, it was, you know, the odd. start of the very next episode has some of the, the laziest writing ever. With like, uh, you know, we don't have that crystal fragment anymore because Baxter just threw it away, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just you know, mm. so that yeah. we can't worry about Shredder, you know, uh, bringing that back, you know, so that, that, you know, all right, that's gone. Now no one's yeah. gonna question that in the future, as when if we also, really cared about continuity. <laughs> like we don't know why this spaceship crashed. Like, was this alien using the fragments for ultimate power? Who's after him? Why do they even need to find the fragments to put them together? Because otherwise, no one would know about them, right? You know like, what? Fair, fair. Because yeah. like, if he if he just it's not like a Green Lantern situation where you know yeah. he's, he's an intergalactic space cop. These, it's just it's just a crystal that shrinks things or makes plants big. We bring up Green yeah. Lantern so often on this podcast. I don't think you there's know, been an episode it, so far. <laughs> Green Lantern's just one of the best. Uh, he's my well, one of my favorite heroes. So I'm always yeah, have, talking about GL. I'd say I love I love GL. My big anchovy with these episodes is I just think Baxter Stockman sucks. Yes, like, I didn't put that in my mm-hmm. things. But yes, continue. Oh. Green talking turtles. He's the worst. I yeah. and like they have Krang to be the the sciencey guy already. Like, why is Baxter even involved in this? Like, we just yeah. have these couple episodes before he comes a fly where he just absolute crap. He just hangs on, steals it's, some good lines. Uh, he's awful. It's him. really it's no. You're right. Like it's really weird because like Krang could have been the sciencey guy. Like. Mm-hmm. And and for some reason, like they opted to not do that, and then just make like we don't even get Bebop and Rocksteady yeah. for a couple episodes or Foot Soldiers. That's kind of my other 
complaint is like this is i mean we've spent all this time in the first season building up bebop and rocksteady mm-hmm. praying in the foot soldiers and they're just nowhere through these yeah. first like five or six episodes and like i i get it because it, it's part of like krang being a dick to shredder but it's like it's not even like an arc really it's just it's just an excuse to keep them off screen right Mm-hmm. So I don't. It, I don't know. I've never been able to find out exactly why they decided to do that. Yeah, it's it's odd. Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe it was for for story purposes. And yeah, like I just I hate this version of Baxter Stockman. It's it's the worst. I can see why they turned him into a fly because you know he's a better action figure and stuff. Yeah, but it's I don't know. I would just I think ultimately he's a better character once he becomes a fly too. Like in this series, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he becomes he becomes more of like a star scream, like mm-hmm. to to Shredder uh Shredder's Megatron. Yeah, and they I guess they kind of already ruined him in this series way before they ever turned him into a fly. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, he's, he's not... always been one of my biggest complaints for this series. And then I also one more thing. What was the point of Michelangelo's disguise as a plant? Like when he like it dresses up like a lady plant? No sense. Yeah. What was the point of the plant? Like it didn't even it, seem like like yeah, it was just so like happenstance random. that it was attacking the turtles. Like the shredder wasn't even involved at that point. So <laughs> random and like because yeah. it like we look we jokingly called this a trilogy, but like they're not connected in the weirdest ways yeah yeah they're connected by like the thinnest of strands yeah no it just it's all over the place like i said like i you know i gave a summary the first episode and i was just like geez this is all over the place you know we have the crooked ninja turtle gang as well as he's also going and freeing stockman who brings in a rat catcher machine but we're also in the middle of this crooked ninja turtle game (laughs) gang plot (laughs) like but see like ironically that's the strongest episode yeah (laughs) out of these three like What's well, weird too, because like you can summarize all three of these episodes in like a sentence each. Like the shredder yeah. tries to frame the turtles, the shredder shrinks the turtles, and the shredder uses a giant plant to try to destroy the turtles. But you're losing like a lot of other stuff that's going on. They're very busy episodes. Yeah, you lose the carnival. You you lose, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially that return of the shredder. There is a lot of stuff going on in that episode. Yeah. But it moves so fast too. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like it came from beneath the sewers, I think just moves so slowly. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. they spend forever like on the bar of soap, like yeah. just going through the sewer. Like there's so much time spent on that on that mini adventure. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a thing of its of its own almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, at the end of the day. It's an 80s cartoon and we're adults now watching it and kind of yeah. tearing it apart so it's what it's what people do on the internet these days you know right exactly so now we'll move on to a more positive light of the things that we actually liked about the episodes oh, i love being a turtle it's kind of tough for me to find things i like about these but really one, a joke that actually <laughs> made me laugh was when the crooked ninja turtle gang hands a card to a person like after they rob them they're just like here's our card (laughs) it was just so random and out there that like i genuinely laughed you know and these don't do that that often for me and so the fact that that worked like like, pretty good yeah and they got 
they got those cards print so fast. This is mm-hmm. the pre-Kinko society. Like, they had some connections for that. Yeah, they're not Vista printing these. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I gotta say, I, I love the Crooked Ninja Turtle game. I the love stupid, like, lunch the bag uh, masks they wear. It's fantastic. I love it. I love that they advertise themselves as the Crooked Ninja Turtle gang. Right. It's like this, this. I was saying I love camp. This is the campiest episode. No. There's so much good stuff going on in here. That's just so much fun. Uh, and like I was saying, like this, this episode is probably the strongest one that I have a connection with. Um, because it's the first one I like I can remember watching like on TV. Um, it was adapted into the Teen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures book, the first Archie series. Um, and I had that comic. That was like my first comic book. Um oh, cool. And I had it for years. I remember like I accidentally tore the cover off, so I only ever had the in- interior uh pages. Um, and I still like have it somewhere at my parents, but um like I just remember like so much about that so many like just voice clips of like uh slash the owner of the slash for cash dojo um is played by Peter Cullen who I didn't know until like oh really I didn't I didn't know until I was doing the research but like I always knew I loved that voice and like when I found out it was Peter Cullen I was like oh of course it's Peter Cullen Peter Optimus Prime Cullen so uh, forgive me for my uh, ignorance, but who is Peter Cullen? He's Optimus Prime. <laughs> Peter Optimus Prime Cullen. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, all right. Uh, no, Peter, I, I mean, anytime he, he's here, anywhere else. Yeah, like, Spencer, mm-hmm. Spencer. He's the tsunami voice. Okay. The yeah. coming soon on tsunami. Okay. Yeah. No, I I, I know Optimus Prime. <laughs> I, I've heard Optimus Prime. He's like Optimus Prime. Clear up until I think this like there's a there's like a new series on netflix that i, I think they See, actually did not he's use not him. yeah he's not he's not optimus in that one but yeah like, like he's he like the first time he hasn't been optimus because i think he was optimus in the live action movies as well wasn't he yeah he, he, he was he was um, yeah it's not it's not the first time he wasn't optimus like he wasn't okay. for the unicorn trilogy in the early 2000s transformers right. animated he wasn't okay. um but like it, it was a bit he's been he's been optimus since the movies came like brought back and they were just like you're always going to be him again yeah okay so so i do know the voice uh, yeah i'm familiar Legend. so but yeah he's hugely hugely prominent voice actor in the 80s so it, it it was kind of awesome to find out that was him as uh slash i just i love this i love the slash for cash dojo like i love that stupid joke um because it's, it's a play on the um uh it's a play on like how, how like cheap karate schools all were back then and how they were all just for profit like it's such a it's such a neat meta joke uh um i don't know like like i said this is the strongest episode (laughs) of this trilogy and like it's even just like the little bits at the beginning with the uh with the grocery store um like the 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 girl thinking they're salamanders because Uh she didn't have her glasses on um i just yeah i just love this episode so much that that's my favorite one of this early season so had the, the had the karate kid come out at this point uh yeah that be why karate was so popular 
because of that movie or but it i mean it's a lot it's a lot of like the ninja stuff from the 80s was okay. was super popular right. um like you know between this and you know daredevil and yeah other you know bruce lee movies um so that all kind of fed into the ninja popularity so that's why like karate schools were kind of all over the place karate kid did help a lot though mm-hmm. too okay i just like that, know that's what... why cobra kai is like the cheap school that have all the bad guys yeah Okay. Yeah, there was a point in the '90s where you couldn't walk into any mall in America, and there weren't at least two karate schools mm-hmm. within within the, the vicinity. Yeah. Yep, I used to have two down the street from me, my my uh, old town I lived in. Wow. Yeah, Amazing. one was in like the city center. I think it. I think not. I think it finally closed a couple of years ago, and I know. And like the sign is still outside. Nobody's bought that spot yet. Hmm. I gotta say, I love when Shredder comes back to Earth. He's getting accosted by these two thugs, and he mm-hmm. says, "Like Bebop, Rocksteady, Foot Soldiers, knock them out." Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the thugs is like, "Oh, I'm not gonna fall for that trick." Like, yep. Who? Like, that's not an old trick. Someone screaming uh, to their boar and warthog, or their <laughs> boar and rhino mutant and robot army. To it's defend a, him? That's not it's an old such trick. a weird. It's such a weird. Um, <laughs> it's such a weird scene. Yeah. Um, and one of the one of the punks is uh, Peter Cullen again. Um, oh, is he? Yeah, and just the. Um, I think he was the skinny punk, like the short one, because mm-hmm. um, there's like the big there's like the big dude, um, and then like the the short skinny one. And he's like, uh, he's like, what is it like? Shredder like jumps up on a branch and cuts it down, and that's how he scares them away. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a stupid like, and mm. like the whooshing sound effect is like sticking out of my head. He like cuts the branch, it falls down. They're like, they're like, oh here, if you don't have any money, take us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's really corny. Uh, like I said, it's super campy. Like everything in the, and then like Shutter kind of does the same thing when he goes to the slash for Cash Dojo. He, um, uh, he like cuts down the boxing the boxing bag, throws it up in the air, and then just slices it. And then that's how he takes over the dojo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do love like the absurd lengths they go to to make it nonviolent. Like like you said, like here's a guy that's covered in razor blades mm-hmm. he backflips onto a tree and karate chops a branch off of it i like, yeah, i remember yeah. what i remember watching like x-men the animated series when i was a kid and like wolverine did the same thing mm-hmm. like he's got claws that comes out of his hands but he jumps onto a spruce knocks off a branch and uses that to hit the guy because stabbing a guy is too violent you know I, yeah <laughs> i love that i love that they were like able to do stupid stuff like this yeah like it cracks me up just watching it again. You know, the evil guy is just like, you know, in the story of Threader, just, oh, I can't resort to violence. So mm-hmm. I will just show them how tough I am before resorting to violence because I'm a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. One of the... he didn't like pop open a fire hydrant and spray it at him. Yeah. <laughs> Usually the go to thing. Uh, one of the. Uh, uh... <laughs> God, I forgot, I forgot what I was gonna say. One of the other one of the other things I like is uh, everybody just knows the turtles as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by this point. 
like April's just flat out saying the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I think Burn calls them the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at one point. Like they're just they're just out there. Mm-hmm. It, like they're the worst kept secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you kind of lose that whole like in the shadows thing. I mean, I guess they're still you know outcasts and things like that, but. Definitely the whole, like, you know, we need to keep our existence a secret thing is kind of out the window at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not quite to the point of wearing those, like, little baby masks, but they're uh-huh. not just, like, walking down the street necessarily. They're, they're in this weird in-between kind of. Yeah. It's yeah. not until they get to, it came from beneath the sewers where they're just walking and crying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they, oh, they're almost doing that. I mean, they at least have the trench coat and hat at the beginning of the turn of Shredder, but they're still just like in a grocery store buying groceries. Oh, yeah. Like, but the, yeah, but they immediately take it all off. Yeah. yeah. Drop of a hat. They're like, we got to get out of these costumes so we can fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> and just the, just the, the whole fight, like the, when he knocks them into the eggs, like, Ugh, eggs. <laughs> like, it's it's those weird lines that you hear when you're like when you when you're four years old and like they stick in your head, you know, thirty years later. Yeah, I guess I can understand that. Granted, they're also kind of drilled into my head from playing <laughs> the uh, the video game from the two thousand three series. That's the kind of the only experience I can relate to that. Like the very first one based on the two thousand three yeah. series. Yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. a lot of repetitive dialogue. Whenever you hit oh, yeah. the attack button. I just, repl- I just replay. I just replayed that, and I'm like, oh yeah, like it's just like, yeah, yeah. You hear the the eat feet, eat yeah, feet, eat feet, eat feet, yeah, yeah. Because if you spam it, if you spam it, he hovers, and you can just keep kicking, and no one can hit you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, in the in the in the next releases of that game, he only says it the, the first time you press it. Like, Man, that got annoying quick. <laughs> we thought it was hilarious. Yeah, no, as kids, but. Yeah, it'll be in my brain forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's play stickball. I have the stick. You be the ball. Like, yep. it, it'll be there forever. And I just will think about it at random moments during my day. You uh, <laughs> Have you ever played that game on Christmas or Halloween? Because um, I remember like on Halloween, the turtles got pumpkin heads. And on really? Christmas, they got Santa hats. I didn't do the Christmas one, but I did know about the Halloween one. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Wow, I did not know. Time that. to dig out the GameCube. Yeah, yeah, I mean, mine was on the PlayStation Two, but it doesn't work anymore. So, yeah, you know, I guess maybe I can find a refurbished one and start again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so Vernon Vernon's uh, voice actor changed, and the first uh, time we see him, he was pay, uh, played by Pat Fraley, oh. um, who plays Krang. And from this episode on, he changes to Peter Renaday, who plays Splinter. Huh. Yeah. I think it was to like even out how many how many people each one was voicing, right? Yeah, because Peter was only doing Splinter um, at this point, and like maybe a couple other characters. But Pat Fraley was doing a lot of yeah. different characters. See, that's I I almost thought that the reason they like kind of cut out Bebop, Rocksteady, and Krang was maybe like a a contract dispute with the voice actors or something, but like Pat Fraley is doing a lot of other voices. Rocksteady mm-hmm. is voiced by Cam Clark, and I think Barry Goldman is still doing. Bebop, yeah, Barry, right? Gor- Barry Gordon's playing Gordon. uh, Bebop. Yeah, um, so I don't, I don't think that was the case. I, I think it was just a, like a weird story thing they were doing. Yeah, because you're you're one hundred percent right. Like it's it's not 
it's not a contract thing. Um, so the way voice acting works is like you, they're contracted for so many voices. Like that's what they're paid out of. So like I do three characters in a 22 minute episode, that's X amount of money and so on. Um, but the, like they weren't, they weren't getting paid more because they're still doing the characters. Like as Bebop and Rocksteady still talk in these episodes. Right. So it's not like they're not getting paid for it. So it's like, huh? Yeah, it's strange. But... Yeah. Mm. Anyway, love these. Love these episodes. Or at least this first episode. Really love it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to news. This is April O'Neil of Channel 6. Uh, so I have one bit of news. Uh, issue two of The Last Run is supposed to come out in February. And then in March, we're going to get a director's cut of issue one. So glad it's still coming out in February with number two. That is fantastic. Uh, knock, knock on wood. wood. Knock on wood. Don't you jinx it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I didn't say anything. But, you know, <laughs> fingers crossed. I hope that happens because, boy, oh, boy, do I want to read that issue too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting antsy enough where it's like maybe I'll reread issue number one like for like the you know tenth time. <laughs> have they have they ever said or, or not have they ever said did they did they say what's gonna be in the director's cut? I didn't see anything specifically. Um I'm probably gonna buy it because I already have the first print and second print, and you know, why not spend mm-hmm. money on the same thing I have already? I'm assuming it's gonna yeah. be like character sketches, things of that nature. Yeah, because if there's if there's more content, then like yeah, absolutely. Like I'll probably get that. Yeah, that's what it seems like is notes and things. But I'm I don't know. I might hold back on it if uh, it's all going to be included in a later like hardcover collection. Because mm-hmm. I know for sure they are wanting to like release Peter's notes with outlines and things like that, but they don't want to release it yet because spoilers. Okay. Oh, interesting. But I know they do want to release those eventually someday. And so if that's going to be like in a hardcover is like the whole book's collected later, like I'm definitely going to be buying that hardcover because they talk about like the predictions he has made, like he made back in like the eighties are Mm. like ridiculously accurate to like current technology and things like that now. So like to the point where they think it's spooky. So I'm pretty excited to see what all those are once they finally release them. Yeah. I think, I think I'm going to, I'm going to read all of them all as they come out, but I think I'm definitely going to sell them and then buy a hardcover book just for space. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially if it has notes and annotations like that. Yeah. It's also nice to have those like collected editions because you don't have to pull out the individual issues. Uh, Uh, I just, I just sorted my books the other day. I was going to tell you guys and it was cathartic like just sitting there sorting everything but then also at the same time i'm like this is just so much space and i'm never gonna pull these back out and read them right not when i can just pull a trade off the bookshelf same yeah yeah it's the same i mean it's it's dvds versus versus streaming like i own the dvd of the movie but i will find it on amazon if i can i'm not getting off that couch my wife and i will just straight up not watch a movie if if it's not on netflix it's right there on the shelf I bought yeah. our Captain Marvel. We waited until it was di- out on Disney Plus for us to watch yeah. it. I, I paid three bucks last weekend to watch Anchorman. I have the DVD <laughs> like 15 feet away from me. I'm I not that bad. I'm yeah. not that bad. <laughs> but oh my gosh. That's, that's good. Man, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm um, not that bad. Like, I was just, I was about to say that, yeah, I have been buying like digital comics more often now, but <laughs> yeah. But then you guys went on about buying movies that you, uh, you know, already have, but you don't want to get off the couch. I, 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 don't, that's that's funny though. Don't judge a man by a single action, right? You know what? I won't. Ju- I won't judge you by that. I won't judge you by that. Yeah. But because you know, honestly, I'd probably would do it eventually. <laughs> yeah, it was a moment of weakness. I had had a lot of pizza. I wasn't. All right. Up. Yeah. Pizza, so Mike. Yeah. You you had some news as well. Uh, so just announced a couple hours ago by uh, the TMNT Play Facebook page, which is Playmates Toys' official uh, Turtles page. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be doing a special box set exclusive to Target of the movie star Ninja Turtle figures. So these oh. are the ones that were based off of the movies, uh, specifically TMNT 2, Secret of the Ooze. Um, I personally have never had these figures before, so I'm kind of excited. Um to, to see it it's kind of a neat box set uh it's a train um like the train car that they lived in when they moved into that in tmnt2 um okay. so yeah no official prizes no real like what is going to be in it yet though we can there were only six figures in the movie star turtle line um the four turtles uh super shredder and a flocked uh, splinter so flocking is like when they have that fake fur on the figure um like beast man from the he uh from masters of the universe figures now there, there was a foot soldier as well there was you're right yeah. so i don't so it would be weird if there were seven figures and not an eight yeah. figure then um just for a box set i don't know if they'd add the foot soldier though now but, is this are they are they making new figures or is this a re-release like we saw with uh, the original eighty seven turtles? It is most old. likely going to be a re-release. Like okay. I think if they're, I think if they're teasing this kind of box set because um, it's very similar to the San Diego box set they did this year uh, for San Diego Comic Con where it was the like the turtle van and then it was just all of the um, original turtles but then like miraged up a little bit. Mm. Um, I think this is going to be kind of a, along those same lines. Okay. All right. Or no, not the Mirage ones, but they were the uh, soft head turtles. Right, right. So I'm hoping like these ones will be kind of like the rubbery material that they originally were. Uh, with, with the big warts. With like the, big the big warts. Circles and the, all over them. Yeah, yeah I, the liver I had spots. A couple of those. I never had these. And like, I think my cousin had one of them. And I was just kind of like, oh, this is so weird, like compared to like the normal turtle figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never had them, and I think now uh, I'm definitely going to be pre-ordering this box set. Yeah, they were great to play with with as a kid because you know, like you said, like the arms are rubbery, mm-hmm. so they they hold their weapons a little better because you can actually like bend the the fingers open, yeah. put a weapon in there. But also, like, you like feel like they were going to break. Yeah, yeah. You could also uh, take the arms and legs off and act like they were in their shell, which yeah. I did a lot as a kid. So, <laughs> yeah, because these were because the these were on ball joints, not pegs like the original turtles were. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm totally excited. They teased that this is going to be coming later this year, um, or uh, they didn't. Or sorry, they said coming to store, uh, store Target store near you. Merry Christmas. So that kind of implies we're going to be seeing it soon. Yeah, I'd think so. Hmm. 
in the next seven days from when we're yeah in the next we're recording this two days before christmas i don't think (laughs) unless they're gonna do a surprise drop yeah by the time you hear this they're already gonna be scalped on ebay right yeah (laughs) probably yeah this is gonna be i wonder i wonder how like how hard this set's gonna be to get because like we all kind of know how difficult NECA turtles are to get at target and walmart um but playmates turtles like i don't know like you you kind of see those everywhere like they were at gamestop they were at walmart they were you know everybody had their own sets but they all kind of like sat there for a while yeah it's kind of odd that the playmates is doing an exclusive because like i i've heard you know like i don't know exactly how the toy stuff works but i mm-hmm. heard that it was playmates that like forced all of the other uh toy companies to have to like sell them in certain spots and they're only in two packs and they have to like you know they can only sell them in certain places and things like i heard that that was kind of having to do with them having like the master toy license there's a lot to it and we could probably do a a whole episode on toys um maybe we'll do it one day because there's there's a there's a lot (laughs) it it might be that they started doing that and saw how successful NECA has been with it and that on that that pie you know it it from people I know that are into that are in the know it is a flex mm. <laughs> like they are totally flexing right now that we have the license and you guys have to do what we say mm. uh, which is specifically why they're doing these versions because another company's movie turtles are incredibly popular but like i said let's do a whole episode on toys where we could <laughs> where we could talk about all this kind of stuff you can break into it all right so i think that's it for the news all right so we're gonna sign off we're gonna say happy new year's to you guys since this yeah hey happy new after. happy new year guys happy 2021 right what are we looking Should forward to this year old acquaintance be forgot <laughs> And all that stuff. Old man (laughs) Simon. Something like that. All right. What do we look look forward to this year? The 30th anniversary of Secret of the Ooze. We do have that to look forward to. There will be an episode. The second greatest Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. But first, we got to watch the first greatest Ninja Turtle movie. That's right. So that's what we're covering next week. In your guys' opinion, it's the greatest, but you know, I'd beg to differ, but we won't get into that now. Oh, I didn't say it was. Oh, okay. So we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. Man, we're gonna have very intense debate, I'm sure. So you guys have that to look forward to. Make sure you stay tuned. Listen next Tuesday. Please like, share. And leave us a review if you really liked the podcast. If you didn't, just leave us a positive review anyway, because why not? Uh, follow it us helps on that Facebook. algorithm. Yeah, that helps yeah. it. Or, you know, leave us a bad review. Like, you're not going to stop us, right? <laughs> I mean, they're we... not going to stop us. We will continue to do this. But, you know, I'd like to have more people listen. <laughs> and if they want to follow us on twitter or any of our pages they definitely can do that by searching ninja turtle power hour uh you can find us on twitter at ninja power ph yeah ninja turtle ph yeah that's what i meant ninja, <laughs> turtle, ninja turtle ph I, it was kind of weird i made it and i i'm bad at social media so it doesn't anyway that's why that happened uh anyway 
we'll be giving you guys up to date turtle news and such on there. We'd love to to hear from you and uh, see those comments and let us know what you liked on all of that stuff. We also post funny things sometimes or things that we at least think are funny. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, until next week, cowbunga dudes. Cowabunga. Oh, yeah, there was a part where Shredder said that Baxter's head is very soft, like his mm-hmm. hands. Thank <laughs> you.